Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The title of this week's story is Mama Peters Has Christian Liberty. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Penny from Antioch, California with her answer of Take My Life and Let It Be from the story People Pleasing Penelope. Great job, Penny. We were a little bit late in getting your prize out this week, but you'll have it soon, the Lord willing. Now let's get to this week's story. Mama Peters has Christian liberty. Penelope had a little extra pep in her step that Sunday morning. She hopped out of bed excitedly, pulled on her dress, a powder blue number with a lace overlay. She smoothed out the creases on her dress and slipped on her brown ankle boots. She reached into the crib where Patience was beginning to stir. Good morning, sleepyhead. Time to get up and get ready. We have church and the church picnic afterward. You're going to love it. There's going to be frisbee and volleyball and a soccer ball to kick around. And guess what? I'll take you and Priscilla to the playground afterwards. Patience, one half of Penelope's toddler twin sisters, didn't seem to quite understand. It didn't much matter to Patience what she did, as long as she could do it with her family. Penelope knew that she and Priscilla would enjoy the park and that they would be excited to go. Although, at the moment, the most exciting thing in Patience's life was the prospect of getting out of her crib. Penelope gently lifted her from her crib and changed her diaper. She got her dressed in her light yellow jumper and helped her put her white sweater over the top. She fitted her dainty but chubby feet into brown leather booties and sat her on the floor while she picked up Priscilla, who was still sleepy-eyed. She got Priscilla dressed in a pink plaid dress and blue windbreaker. Penelope placed the same brown leather booties on Priscilla's chubby feet and stepped back to look at her work. Penelope absolutely loved dressing the twins, and it was second only to doing their hair. Penelope was so good at styling hair, and she was able to braid even the finest hair. She French braided the girls' hair into half crowns on their head and, satisfied, studied her work. You look lovely, ladies. It's time for breakfast, so let's get downstairs. I can smell the bacon now. Penelope grabbed her sister's hands and toddled down the stairs gingerly. The twins still weren't a hundred percent sure-footed, so Penelope, ever patient with her baby sisters, took the stairs as slowly as they needed. After arriving at the bottom of the stairs, they took a few more steps and entered the kitchen. Good morning, Mama Peters. Good morning, Nellie, Patience, and Priscilla. You ladies look beautiful. Thanks for getting them dressed, Pen. After wiping her hands on her apron, Mama Peters hugged each of her daughters. Mmm, it smells so good, Mama Peters. Penelope took a couple of sniffs. <laughs> well, it's a different breakfast this morning. We're having biscuits and gravy. It's a very southern dish, and it'll clog your arteries better than mud in a strainer. Ooh, that sounds so gross. Penelope scrunched up her nose in disapproval. Oh, but it isn't, Pen. It's just not great for you, but everything in moderation. Plus, it's one of Daddy Peters' favorite breakfasts, so I thought I'd give him something special today. Did I hear that I'm getting my favorite breakfast? Daddy Peters' voice boomed as he stepped through the doorway into the kitchen. With exaggerated approval, he stood patting his belly. Yes, indeed, darling, and good morning. Mama Peters kissed Daddy Peters, after which Daddy Peters walked around kissing his other ladies. 
Where is the other gentleman of the house? You talking about me, Daddy Peters? Pearson waltzed into the kitchen, looking snazzy in his khaki pants and button-down shirt. His hair was perfectly coiffed. Hey, good morning, Piers. Mama Peters greeted Pearson with a hug. After hugs and good mornings all around, everyone sat down. The excitement around the table was palpable. Church picnic day was always a favorite. After prayer over breakfast, Pearson began planning out his afternoon. So, here's my plan. I'm going to get started with Ultimate Frisbee. I think if I'm on a team with Adam Grayson, we should be able to dominate. Plus, Todd Hicks is on our team. Pierce, that sounds braggy. You know what the Bible says. Let another man praise you and not your own lips. Pen, I wasn't praising me. I was praising Adam and Todd. Adam is such a good player that I bet if Patience and Priscilla were his only teammates, he could get the job done. He's that good. Oh, I get what you mean. Sorry, brother. Penelope offered up a lighthearted apology, then began to speak of her plans for the day. Well, I think what I'm going to do first is take the twins on the playground. They're going to love the twisty slide. Well, no matter what you guys are planning, it's best if we eat our lunch first. That way, you can get lunch out of the way and have no disruptions for your afternoon games, Mama Peters advised. Oh, that sounds like a great idea, Mama Peters. What are we planning to bring to the potluck? Penelope wanted to know. I made a potato salad, and we'll bring the cookies you made last night, noting the cooler on the floor with the ice and drinks. I love your potato salad, Mama Peters. This is just my day, isn't it? First, these biscuits and gravy, which for the record, happen to be scrumptious. And second, I'm hearing you say you've made potato salad. I'm probably going to have to take the next week off from eating. And instead of sleeping, I'll have to spend that time working out. Daddy Peters joked. Oh, sweetie, I've never seen you worried about what you eat. Why start now? Mama Peters teased. That's true, Mama Peters. But wow, it is getting harder to maintain my physique the older I get. Daddy Peters laughed <laughs> as he patted his protruding belly. After clearing away the dishes and wiping kitchen counters, the Peters loaded up their food and Bibles and drove to church together. Church picnic days always meant no children's church, so Penelope, Pearson, Patience, and Priscilla sat quietly in church with their parents. Though Pastor Felsdow, out of consideration for his congregation, did shorten the message a bit. Before Pastor Felsdow began the message, the worship pastor led the church in a robust singing of an old church favorite, When We All Get to Heaven. After the singing was finished, Pastor Felsdow took to the pulpit and began teaching from Romans 14. So I want you to remember, church, that the Apostle Paul here is reminding the Romans that they are to receive one another with all of their individual and varied preferences. We are not only to tolerate one another, but receive and love one another and build each other up. Don't condemn one another for your various preferences. All those in Christ have liberty to obey the Spirit as we see fit. A weaker Christian might abstain, and for the kids in the service, abstain means to stay away from or not do, from use of his liberty because he doesn't understand his freedom. For instance, in this passage, a younger believer might think that one day is better than another in godliness. So they might value Sunday more than the other days of the week. And the freer, stronger Christian does not have the freedom to flaunt his liberty. And again, for you kids in the service, flaunt means, and you'll understand this, to show off. For the sake of the weaker believer, the stronger believer might abstain, 
Now, kids, what did I say that meant? Several of the kids, including Pearson and Penelope, yelled out, To stay away from! Right you are, replied Pastor Felsdow. So they might stay away from certain liberties for a time. Either way, our liberty, and that does not mean doing sinful things, must not be limited by rules or flaunted. And kids, what did I say that meant? Again, Pearson and Penelope shouted along with some of the other kids the answer. Showing off! Good job, kids. I can see you're listening. Anyway, let me go over that again. Our liberty in Christ, as long as it's not doing something sinful, must not be limited by rules or flaunted, showing off, by the strong. And no matter what, the stronger believer should be shepherding. And shepherding just means to go alongside the weaker believer and show them what the Bible says so that they begin to understand, slowly but surely, their freedom in Christ. Daddy and Mama Peters were furiously taking notes, and Pearson and Penelope were doing their best to keep up with the slides that were on the screen. They glanced at one another's notes to be sure they weren't missing anything. Patience and Priscilla, on the other hand, were also furiously scribbling. They were coloring, if you could call it that, or perhaps more accurately, scribble-scrabbling the pages that Mama Peters had brought with her, using the box of crayons that sat between them. At the end of the service, Pastor Felsdow gave a final benediction, taken from Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen. He closed the service by saying, I hope to see everyone across the street for our annual picnic. On the way out of church, Pearson noticed his friend Todd standing with his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, and their newly born twins, and whispered loudly, You, Adam, and me, ultimate frisbee, right? Todd nodded vigorously. You better know it, dude. Todd's my name. Ultimate's my game. Once at the park, Mama Peters retrieved the potato salad from the cooler, along with Penelope's cookies, and placed them on the potluck table, which was filling up fast with green salads, pasta salads, coleslaw, meat and cheese trays, chopped fruit, honey-baked ham, croissant sandwiches, baked beans, and some other delectables. But what was most eye-popping for Pearson and Penelope were the desserts on the dessert table. There were brownies and cookies, and Penelope's cookies would prove to be a fan favorite. They were that delicious. There were cupcakes piled high with swirls of fluffy frosting, and caramel squares, and a variety of candies. They couldn't wait to finish off their sandwiches and salad and pack in the sweet treats. As they sat on their large picnic blanket with Daddy and Mama Peters, and the twins with their plates piled high with the savory items, the Brewers, a young family with a brand new baby, noticed the Peters family and walked over. Hey everyone, how you guys doing? Mr. Brewer began. Hi Brewer family, Daddy Peters greeted back. Would you care to join us? We have plenty of space. Well, that would be great. Thanks for the invite, Daddy Peters. It's good to see you guys. How are you doing? Mrs. Brewer asked as she looked around at the Peters. We're doing well. Life is so busy with all that we have to do, but by God's amazing grace, we're getting it done. Several months ago, we began homeschooling, and it makes for a very busy life, Mama Peters answered. So you stopped attending traditional school? I didn't know that. Mr. Brewer looked confused. Yes, we did. It's been almost a year now, 
Daddy Peters answered gently. Well, aren't you afraid your kids aren't going to get enough socialization? Pearson and Penelope looked back and forth, not totally sure about what the question meant, but now having heard it quite often, they awaited Daddy Peters' response. Well, Mr. Brewer, we're not at all. For one thing, we have four kids, and so they're around each other. For a whole other thing, we don't think we want them to learn social skills or ethics from a group of peers. We would rather they learn those things from us. Hmm, I'm not sure what you mean by that, Daddy Peters. Uh, it seems to me uh, that that maybe you're uh, you're missing an opportunity to to share the gospel. You know, to be to be salt and light at a traditional school. Mr. Brewer was tripping over his words as he tried to wrap his brain around why anyone would take their kids out of traditional school to homeschool them. But Daddy Peters didn't seem offended. That's definitely a good point, Mr. Brewer. But to be honest, I'm quite certain I would rather share the gospel with my own children first, hoping to establish a foundation in them before we send them out into the world. Does that make sense? I, I guess it does, Mr. Brewer answered before taking a sandwich offered to him by his wife. Wow, Mrs. Brewer, those sandwiches sure look yum, Mama Peters noted. Oh, thanks, Mama Peters. The sandwiches are delicious. It's a chicken salad recipe passed down from my great-grandma. After praying over the food, a conversation ensued as the two families hungrily dug into their food. So, Mrs. Brewer, how's your weekend been? Did you guys do anything on your Saturday? Not really, Mama Peters. We were invited to my in-laws to go to the theater with them, but we didn't take them up on their offer. Honestly, it kind of bothered me, too, because because they know that we, we don't go to movies anymore because now that we're Christians. Oh, really? Why is that? Mama Peters asked. Her curiosity was piqued. Because when we first came to know Jesus, Mrs. Brewer began, the pastor at the church we were attending at the time did a whole sermon on going to movies, and he, he said that it wasn't a good idea to go. He said that even though there might be some good movies, it would be like going to a trash can, which is filled with stinky, rotting food scraps, and finding a sandwich that was in perfect condition without one bite taken out of it. I don't know about you, Mama Peters, but I sure wouldn't want to eat a sandwich out of the garbage can, no matter how good it looked. And so our pastor at the time said that spending money to see a good movie would help the movie industry finance bad movies, too. Penelope looked over at Mama Peters and wondered how she would respond to all that Mrs. Brewer had just said. She knew very well that Mama Peters wouldn't agree with what Mrs. Brewer was saying. Why, just last night, Mama Peters had reminded Pearson and Penelope at the dinner table that God had given them all good things to enjoy and had quoted the last part of Romans 14.23, and whatever is not from faith is sin. So Penelope knew just enough to know that Mama Peters would likely refute what Mrs. Brewer had just emphatically stated. But instead, Mama Peters just nodded and answered, Oh, okay, well thanks for explaining it to me, Mrs. Brewer. The rest of the afternoon was spent with the two families, chatting, getting to know each other a bit better, while outside in the sunny, albeit mild temperature. The Brewers talked to the Peters family about their lives before Evergreen Reformed Church. They'd only been Christian believers for a couple of years, and they were really struggling with sleep deprivation because of their new baby. They didn't quite know how to handle it. Mrs. Brewer commented that she wasn't sure how she could get through another night without sleep. She seemed almost desperate. Well, to be honest, Mrs. Brewer, I was physically exhausted for the first year of my children's lives. I don't say that to discourage you. 
Rather, I want you to know it goes very fast. But every day, God will provide the energy that you need. God may not provide more sleep, but the Lord will enable you to get through the days, which will fly by. You'll look back on this time and wonder where the time went. And hopefully, you'll look back at these times with wonder and amazement at how God got you through it. But for right now, you're in the trenches, slugging it out every day. Mrs. Brewer was engrossed in what Mama Peters was saying. On the other side of the blanket, Daddy Peters was talking to Mr. Brewer about reading his Bible more regularly. I just can't seem to establish the habit, Daddy Peters. By the time I I go to bed, man, I'm exhausted from a long day, and and I just just practically collapse. Well, how about trying to read it in the morning, Mr. Brewer? That's when I read. It might be a good way to start your day with the word. Could you do that? I guess I could. I, I just wouldn't know where to start. Mr. Brewer was genuine in his assertion. You could always start reading at the beginning of the Bible, or you could read along with me. I'm in a great program that takes you through the Bible in a year. You can start with where I'm at now, and I could check on you each day if that would help you, Daddy Peter suggested. That would be great. Are you sure you can do that? It's not too much trouble? Mr. Brewer didn't want to burden his friend. Oh, don't worry about it. Absolutely. It's important to be in the Word. Daddy Peters was only too happy to help. Pearson had long before run off to play ultimate frisbee with his friends, but Penelope had hung around and was listening intently to the conversations between her parents and the brewers. When finally they were finished and the brewers had packed up and left for home, Penelope looked at Mama Peters with a confused look. Mama Peters, why didn't you tell Mrs. Brewer that it's not a sin to go to the movies? We just went to see the ice-cold princess, and there wasn't anything wrong with that. I I don't understand. Well, honey, don't you remember Pastor Fells Doe just this morning teaching from Romans 14? A weaker believer might feel that they can't eat meat that has been sacrificed to an idol, or in Mrs. Brewer's case, can't spend money to see a movie because it might be financing movies that really are objectionable. But the stronger believer, who knows God's word better, knows they have freedom in Christ, because what the Bible doesn't call sin, I can't call sin. But mostly, we're to tolerate one another's preferences for the sake of love. There is absolutely nothing wrong with not going to movies if a person believes the Holy Spirit is leading them that way. We must allow for differences in practicing the Christian life with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Daddy Peters and I have tried to teach you and Pearson many times over the years that issues like these are matters of the heart. If someone doesn't believe that they should be going to movies and they consider themselves superior because of it, well, then that's a problem. We need to make sure that our motives aren't from pride. The opposite might be true, too. You might think that the way Mrs. Brewer thinks is so silly. So you might be haughty and think, you know what, I can go to the movies if I want, and I hope the next time our family goes to one, I hope she sees us coming out of the theater. I'll show her. Who does she think she is? Well, that's equally sinful thinking, because it's prideful and arrogant. As I get to know Mrs. Brewer, and I have the opportunity, I will save those kinds of conversations for those times. But for right now, I'm just coming alongside of her and letting the main issues be the main issues. The Lord willing, she'll grow in grace and in her walk with Jesus, and I'm a stronger believer who will help her process the world around her through a more biblical worldview. And if the brewers don't want to go to movies, well, that's perfectly acceptable. 
Do you understand what I'm saying, Pen? I think I do, Mama Peters. And how funny! Penelope softly chuckled. <laughs> Pastor Felstow just talked about this at church this morning, and here you are this afternoon, getting to... to... Penelope stammered for a moment. To put it into practice, Pen? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what I'm trying to say, Mama Peters. Mama Peters nodded. I agree with you, Penelope. Isn't God kind to have planted that perfectly in my path exactly as he wanted it? Praise God for his sovereignty in this situation. Now, I have an idea, and it has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. But before we run out of daylight, it might be a good idea to take the twins to the playground. Penelope stood up from the blanket and took Patience and Priscilla's hands. Thanks, Nellie, my precious oldest daughter, Mama Peters said, kissing Penelope on the forehead. Oh, you're welcome, Mama Peters. But before I go, now it's my turn to change the subject. Does my Christian liberty allow me to have two more cupcakes? Penelope quizzed. Well, Pen, it would. Except that my Christian liberty allows me to tell you, no, you can't have two more cupcakes. You've had one, and that's plenty, my girl. Well, you can't blame a girl for trying, Mama Peters, Penelope responded. And with that, she headed for the playground with the twins in tow and made a beeline straight for the twisty slide. This is Grandmom's Corner. If you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time, you know that Penelope helps out Mama Peters in the kitchen by baking and sometimes cooking. One of my granddaughters is a big help to her mom by using her skills to bake and to cook for her family. We recorded Betty's answers to some questions I had for her. Hi, Betty. Hello, Grandma. Let me start by asking you, how long have you been cooking and baking? I've been cooking for as long as I can remember. So what caused you to become interested in cooking? I once saw um, a cookbook, and once I made a recipe from it, and I discovered that I really enjoy cooking and baking things. Our entire family has sampled some of your cooking and baking. I know just this week you made pizza for dinner for your family. And I know that you've made scones. And you told me recently that you'd made some chicken for dinner. So what are some of the other things you've either cooked or baked? I've made a lot of yeast breads and doughs. And I enjoy making a lot of desserts. And last year I made cookies for the junior high at our church. And my little sister, Lottie, is kind of like a sous chef to me because she's always helping me with baking and cooking. So what do you like best, cooking or baking? I probably enjoy baking more than cooking. So if someone your age wanted to begin baking or cooking, how would you advise them and where would you tell them to start? I would say begin with baking because cooking is working with a lot of hot stuff, so you can after you're done with baking or move on to cooking. Before we're finished here, you mentioned a verse you wanted to share that's really appropriate for this week's Gremlin's Corner. Can you share that with us now? 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So Betty, is that why you cook and bake? For the glory of God? Mm-hmm. I love how God puts desires on our heart to use our skills to honor Him. In Exodus 31, 3-5, God tells Moses about some men who are highly skilled artisans, and he says he's gifted them in all kinds of craftsmanship. 
to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, and sand, and even in carving wood. God has used Betty, even at her young age, to begin cooking and baking for His glory. She mentioned how she baked cookies for the junior high at church last summer. Well, that wasn't just a one-time deal. She did it every Wednesday night all summer long. She didn't even have to look at the recipe after a while. And she was happy to do it for God and to bless the junior high kids. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.